Touch. Amen. I see it's touching hearts. It's touching the people. What an awesome time in the presence of God already this morning. Would you just feel his presence in here? Why don't you take a moment? Why don't you stand? I know you've been standing a long time. Just take a moment to to speak to the Lord yourself. Thank the Lord for his goodness. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we thank you for your goodness. But speak to him whatever's on your heart. Say it loud enough that you hear it, but your neighbor doesn't have to hear what you're saying. Just let it be your prayer to him. Because he is wonderful. He is awesome. His presence is like no other. His presence is like no other. His presence is like no other. Oh God. As they sang, oh the goodness of the Lord. Oh my life. Oh my life. All my life, Lord, all my life. Oh Jesus, all my life. You have been great. You have been great. Oh, Lord, we just thank you this morning. Oh, touch our hearts, oh, Lord. Touch our hearts. Touch our minds, Lord. Touch our minds. Cleanse us of the unrighteousness. Cleanse us, oh, Lord, so we can come deeper into your presence. Take away those burdens. Take away those burdens, Lord. Let us cast them upon you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we just love you this morning. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Make me see that. Wasn't that worship awesome? Amen. Praise the Lord, eh? Praise the Lord. Amen, yes. Amen. Brother Chris brought up this morning, it is 9-11. And we do need to remember that day. I know exactly where I was. Sitting in an office in Miami. When the first tower went down they turned on the television and let, we saw the second tower. Yeah, it was quite a day. I was working for a Palestinian at the time. He got pulled over going home from work. They showed him no mercy. They pulled him over every single day. also worked for an Egyptian, but they let her go. She was Eastern Orthodox. It kind of reflected that. But so many did perish on that day. It just brings out the importance of a God that we serve. Because there is still evil in the world. And as you watch the news, as you reflect in the newspapers, or whatever, however you keep up with current events. Evil is spreading. Evil is spreading. So this morning we're going to talk about being strong Amen. and being courageous. Amen. Joshua chapter 1, starting at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Listen to this next verse. 
Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. Think about that. The going down of the sun. Look out your back window sometime and watch the sunset. And God say, all you see in there is yours. Then he says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Is he telling you? Nobody can come against you. Just as I was with Moses, so I, so will I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. He's saying, he's saying, stay on that path. Jesus says, I light the lamp before you on the path of righteousness, the path of holiness. Stay on it. Then he says in verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Again, he's telling us, we have the book. We have the Bible. Do what it says. Live on it. Meditate on it. Day and night, you will be prosperous, and you will have success. In verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? This is what God said to Joshua as he's going to lead the people out of the wilderness into the promised land. And that same word goes for us today. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He is the same. Jesus has not changed. In Deuteronomy, Moses got the same message. Be strong. Be courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. He's talking about the enemy. Don't be afraid of what's on the other side. Amen. Don't be afraid of what's in the land God has for you. Amen. Do not be afraid. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. You need to remember that, folks. God is going with you wherever you go. I mean, he's with you all the time. He is omnipresent. He is present 24-7, 365 days a year. He never leaves you. You may turn your back on him and leave him, but he will not leave you. Life is full of challenges. It's full of sorrows. It's full of tough decisions. But in the midst of that hardship, the Lord tells us, he counsels us. He says to us, be strong, be courageous. 
he's trying to get that into Joshua because, I mean, Joshua's going to, you know, Moses has led these people. Now he's got to take them into a promised land. He knows there's going to be a fight. There's going to be battles. Just like the battles you face. You may face them in personal relationships. You may face them in the workplace. But you face them. And it's how you overcome that. It's how you work through that. You have a body of Christ here to work through things, to counsel you, to love you, to support you, to encourage you, to stand with you in prayer. Like Brother Goodman said this morning, we're here in the mornings, we're praying for you. Because that's how we fight their battles. I know they know the chorus. This is how they fight my battles. Because <laughs> they probably sing it every day. But this was God's commission to Joshua. But let's replace Joshua's name with your own. Let's make this God's commission to you. He's telling you individually each and every one of you. Be strong. Be courageous. Meditate on my word. Learn what it says. And I will guide you. I will protect you. I will be with you wherever you go. I mean, Israel was delivered from the bondage of Egypt, which was very degrading. But Jesus delivered us from our bondage. And he delivered you from your bondage. I mean, this, this was an historical event. Joshua coming out. Paul tells us in Corinthians, he says, now these things took place as examples for us. He's talking about the Old Testament scriptures. The story of Joshua, it, it came out as an example for us, so we know how to live. Amen. So we know how to do things. So the same thing that God commanded them, God says to me, Lyle, this, be strong, be courageous. Chris, be strong, be courageous. Christine, be strong, be courageous. Because I go with you. Then he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, Paul says, Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were there written down for our instruction, to whom the end of the ages has come. Some of us are not very good at looking at instructions. You know, we'll get that piece of furniture, we'll get this little gadget, It'll come with instructions on how to put it together. We just kind of throw the instructions away. We wonder, what, why have we got all this left over? You know, what do I do with these extra parts? So human nature is not really to read instruction, but Paul says, hey, what happened in the scriptures we have is to give us instruction is to teach us. I mean, the central act of redemption in the New Testament was the work of Jesus on the cross. The central act of redemption in the Old Testament was the deliverance of Israel from Egypt. Two acts of redemption. So he says, be strong. Be courageous. He says that to you as he leads the Israelites into the promised land because God and Jesus are leading you into a promised land. He has a calling on your life. He has a future. He's prepared for you. And if you stay in his will, you will receive it. But if you try to do it on your own, you won't. 
You can either be like Joshua and Caleb when they went into the land. They said, oh, it's good. There's going to be a great harvest there. Or you can be like the other ten spies. They said, oh, it's too difficult. We can't do this. I want to go home with my mommy. <laughs> it's basically what they cried out. God, it's calling on each of you. It's different. It's not the same. But he does have a calling. So how, when you get into a situation, can we line it up with God's will for our lives? How can we get back on the path of righteousness if we veered off? Because each and every one of us in this place has veered off God's plan. None of us have been in the will of God our entire lives. Not a one of us. I ran for 35 years before God put me back on the path. Some of you are running right now. Some of you want to do things your way. When God says, no, wait on me. You will have success. You will be prosperous. That doesn't mean you're going to have a lot of money. God doesn't promise you that. He promises you peace, joy, and contentment. He sends the Holy Spirit to dwell within you, to comfort you. But when we walk in God's will, we can be confident that he will provide strength and courage that we need. You know, there's, there's always people that take out scripture, take out little phrases, you know, and then they'll try to use it and make it say what it shouldn't say. You know, like the one women got to wear hair coverings in church. Those kind of things, just those little things. So you take this, be strong, and be courageous. Doesn't mean, oh, God said I could be strong and courageous, so today I'm going to go out and rob a bank. <laughs> Don't misuse what God has. Robbing a bank does not line up with his scripture or his will for you. But he has a heart for you, he loves each and every one of you. So much. So much. Sometimes it's a difficult decision understanding what God's will is. Because God's will doesn't really always line up with ours. We've been saying that for a long time. We want certain things. We have desires but we don't really have needs. God supplies all our needs. Scripture tells us that. So if God hasn't supplied it, maybe we don't really need it. God brings people in and out of your life for reasons. Amen. So sometimes it may be hard to discern what God wants. If you take the time to seek his face, to get into prayer, to pray to him, to wait on him, you will get the answer. Isaiah 42, 16 says, I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know. In the past, they have not known. I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light the rough places in the level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. This is the word of God on, on you. He's going to make the ground level so it's easy to get across. He's going to take the blindness out of your eyes so you can see what his will is. 
This is the God we serve. God will walk with us. He will take our hand. He will lead us through the wilderness into our promised land. But it takes obedience. Obedience is the key factor going forward. I mean, the morning group that we've been praying, everybody in the group can sense that the church is on its way to a breakthrough. That something really magnificent and awesome from God is coming. But as we press into his presence, and as we feel that, so come the battles that we have to get through and get there. So come the battles that we have to face. Battles on each individual person in that group have intensified. The enemy is attacking the minds of the people, trying to divide the people, trying to turn them against one another with lies, with evil thoughts, trying to push them away from one another. This is what the enemy does. This is the same thing that Joshua faced in the battle. He faced the enemy that tried to come in and divide them. The enemy that tried to come in and deceive them. And he had to go to God. But God's words were, be strong, be courageous. Amen. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He says that same thing to us. We need to remember that. So when you get into those battles, remember that God is with you. He is with you. Jesus said, I will be with you to the end of the age. Paul reminds us in Ephesians 6 that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. These are the battles we face. The enemy is trying to divide us. He's trying to split people in this church. He's trying to divide. Why? Because divided we can't stand. United we stand, divided we fall. So as we press in for breakthrough, as you press in for breakthrough, whether it's in your life or a breakthrough that we believe this church is going to see very shortly, and what we've been praying for, God is going to try to divide you. He's going to attack your head. He's going to attack your mind. He's going to attack your spirit. He's going to do whatever he can to throw you off course. Obedience is so crucial at this point. Your obedience to God. In Exodus chapter 12, God told Moses, he said, tell the congregation, take a lamb according to their father's house, one lamb for every household. He said, your lamb should be without blemish. No impurities whatsoever. A perfect lamb. Then he said, take some of the blood and put it on your doorpost and put it over the top of the door. He said, then the blood will be a sign. And when I see the blood, he said, I will pass over you. No plague will befall you to destroy you as I strike this land of Egypt. People, we're covered in the blood. You're covered in the blood of Jesus. You need to plead the blood over your situation. You need to plead the blood over one another. You plead the blood of Jesus because the blood is what's covering you. The blood 
Jesus will keep the enemy away. There's power in the blood. Amen? Power in the blood. We're united just like they were in the upper room in one accord. As the clothes of fire come down from heaven and touch each and every one of us. And there were clothes of fire falling this morning. There are clothes of fire falling on you. Coming down from heaven. In Revelation, it is written, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives unto death. We are covered in the blood. Amen. We have a testimony. The blood in our testimony defeats our enemy. Amen. But it takes a total surrender to Christ. Amen. A total surrender. Not a half surrender. Not a three quarters. Not even a 98.9%. <laughs> it takes 100. You got to give it all. I mean, Joshua, when he went into the promised land, he fought 13 battles. And then they divided the land. The most popular one, the one that talked about the most, the one that everybody knows, is the Battle of Jericho. God told them, hey, go march around the city. Go march around the city for seven days. On the seventh day, blow the trumpet and shout. On the seventh day, what he was really saying was, get out there and worship. Blow the trumpet, the walls come down. Joshua goes in. Conquers the city. But can you imagine being Joshua? having God say, look, I'm giving you that city of Jericho. You've already sent spies in the land. We know what's going to happen. But I don't want you to take your swords and all that. I just want you to march around the city. March around the city. If God tells you to do something that doesn't seem right, what do we have to remember? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. The thing you have to remember is God has your greater good in mind. Amen. What he's planning in his head, maybe you can't see. Maybe you can't realize. But God knows what he's doing. Just being his thing. Now God told them, Joshua, he said, don't take any plunder. Don't take any of the bounty. Yet one of, one of Joshua's men did, Achan. Joshua didn't realize it. They go out and they have another battle. First battle of Ai. Joshua gets defeated. And those people of Ai, they send Joshua and his army running with the tails between their legs. And they got defeated. They lost. Joshua comes back and he's on his knees. He's saying to God, Why? Why did we lose? And God reveals to him about Achan. Now without getting too gross about everything in Achan's family, his whole entire family, all their possessions, all their livestock, everything was killed. That's what it took to make it right with God. Just a little bit of disobedience. 
So Joshua went on, and he was successful in the rest of his battles. He went back to AI, he won and conquered that time. Moses. Moses did a great job leading the people of Israel. Would you not agree? He did a fantastic job. But he didn't see the promised land. Why? Because he was disobedient. He was disobedient. You have to be obedient to God. He tells you be strong, be courageous. But he also tells you meditate on his word. Understand what he's doing. Pay attention to what's being said. Learn. So in Numbers chapter 20, the Israelites are out in the wilderness. And if you know about their wilderness experience, you know they're all complainers. They complain all the time. We don't have this. We don't have that. We need this. We need that. Blah, 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 blah. Sound like some of y'all. So they're all disobedient, but they're complaining about water. So Moses, his brother Aaron, decided to go to the tent of meetings, the tabernacle. They come to church. They get on their knees and they start praying and seeking God's face and saying, what are we going to do? How do we handle this? We need to get them water. How do we do it, God? What's up? Then it said, the glory of God appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses. And he says, verse 8 of chapter 20, take the shout and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron, your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. Listen to what he said. Tell the rock before their eyes, before the eyes of the congregation, to yield their water. So, uh, so you can bring forth water out of the rock and give it to them to drink for their congregation and their cattle. So Moses lifted up his hand. In verse 11 it says, and he struck the rock twice with his shaft. And water came out. The congregation drank. Their livestock drank. And the Lord says to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. Disobedience. Cost them the promised land. Disobedience. Is disobedience going to take you and keep you from your promised land? Is it going to take you away? I mean, something is so simple. God said to Moses, speak to the rock. And Moses hit the rock twice. Word came out. That wasn't what God told him to do. And it cost them the promised land. It is so important. It is so critical with your walk to God. It's so critical with the battles you face. It's so critical with every decision that you make. Every decision you make has to be based on what God tells you to do. I mean, if you believe what it says in 2 Timothy 3, 16, when it says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. If you believe that, you have to meditate on that. You have to know that's the word of God. The Bible is inspired. It is inerrant. It is infallible. Amen. There's nothing incorrect. There's nothing wrong in it. Amen. 
It is the word of God. And if you've ever encountered an experience with God that has transformed your life, you know that. And you understand the importance of his word and the power of his word. But if you haven't had that encounter, you may not know these things. But we're here to lead you that way. We'll set you into the presence of God. We'll put you in the right direction. Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? Because some of you act like you don't believe that. Some of you act like you don't believe that. That you don't believe the word of God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. That's in the word of God. That's not something I just made up. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Oh, this gets so many of us. Trying to be wise in our own eyes. Being disobedient, disrespecting one another. When you disrespect people, people that are over you spiritually, people that are over you in a workplace, people that are over you in your life, you become rebellious. Rebellion is just another form of witchcraft. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. It's a hard lesson to learn. It's a lesson that has beaten me up from time to time. It says, do not be, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. They seem to know. And this was written thousands of years ago. Two thousand years ago. That people are going to face battles. That people are going to have tough decisions. That people are going to be swayed one way or the other. I think James talked about people with wishy-washy minds. He said they're like the waves of the ocean. They're here and there. You saw that with Saul. Wherever the people wanted, he was just wishy-washy. We will only have a life full of peace and joy and contentment if we stay in the word of God and we do what it commands us. It's the only way we'll live that way. It's the only way we'll be able to get along with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, will we have arguments with each other? Sure. Will we have disagreements? Yes. But we will also continue to love one another. Just like Christ loved the church. For we all are brothers and sisters in Christ. And I may be in the podium, but I'm no different than any one of you. We must stay true to the call of God on our lives. God has an awesome call on each and every one of you. He has given all of you different, unique gifts that no one else has. If we focus on him, if we try to stay in his will, 
we will experience what God calls the good life. We will have good success. He tells us that in the scripture this morning, that if we want good success, we have to stay in his will. God's words, be strong, be good courage. God said that to Joshua three times in the opening of chapter one. Three times he reminded him. I think that's important, don't you? Yes. Don't allow fear, don't allow frustration, don't allow doubt to sidetrack you in the work that you do for God. Because the enemy likes to take you off into that path. Telling you, oh, don't worry about it. Somebody else can do it. Somebody else will do it better than you. You all have what God wants out of you. He has a plan for each and every one of you. He looks at it. Maybe he has a chart. I don't know. He flips it open. He says, oh, this one running a little off course today. But he wants you there. But the enemy is going to try to sidetrack you. The enemy is going to try to split you from one of your friends, one of your co-workers, one of someone. He's going to try to take away your peace, your joy. He's going to come at you sometimes. When you go pressing into God and everything that God has for you, he's going to come at you. Because he doesn't want you to enjoy what God has for you. He knows what God has for you. Understand, the enemy knows the scripture better than every one of you. Better than everyone. He knows. But he also knows what God has in store for every one of you. And he doesn't want you to succeed there. He doesn't want you to receive that. You've got to step out in faith. Amen. you got to trust God for the victory. You've got to be a good follower of God because he's going to make you all a great leader. Maybe you lead nothing more than your household, but he's going to make you a great leader. Maybe you lead group. Maybe you lead people at work. Maybe lead people in the church. But you can't lead if you're not right with God. Amen. You can't get up and usher in his presence if you're not there. You can't lead if you're in spiritual warfare with one of your friends, one of your relatives. Anything the enemy will do will try to knock you down. He wants you to fail. But God wants you to be victorious. God says, I got great things for you. God goes, I got great things for you. Lord gave God Joshua encouragement. That's the same thing we're doing today. Encourage you to be strong. Be courageous. Whatever Joshua did, he did it in accordance with God's word, and he received the promise. And that's the same thing you've got to do. Be strong. God has given us the Holy Spirit so we can take bold action into his steps. Let's stand. I encourage you this morning. If anyone speaks to you and tells you to do things that don't line up with God's word, rebuke it. Rebuke it. Just say, no, that's not for me. God's got me. God's going wherever I go. Don't allow anyone to speak over you anything that opposes God's word. Take action against it. 
you need prayer this morning, maybe you need a touch because maybe you're facing a battle. Maybe you're being embittered by something. Maybe something's got a hold of you. Maybe you have decisions to make. God wants you to come. Let us pray over you. Let us pray over you this morning. For the God we serve is an awesome God. Our weapons of warfare are not cardinal. They're mighty in God for pulling down the strongholds, casting out the arguments. Be strong, be courageous. Be bold. Stand up for Jesus. Be a Moses. Be a Joshua. Be an example like Christ. Be strong, be courageous. Be a disciple of Jesus. Let God see and use you as a guiding light.
Remember that the name of Jesus, every name should bow in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Remember who you serve. Be strong. Be courageous.
Oh! 